0: Hey guys, just giving a quick content warning before you start listening to this podcast. This is about superheroes, so you might be of any age because superheroes are for people of all ages. But we gave the world access to asking whatever random question about superheroes you can think of. So the truth is, people are perverts. While never dealing with anything explicit in this, there will be swearing in this podcast. There will be occasional anatomy discussions uh sex is a thing that exists in the world of this podcast even if we're not telling you the down and dirty so if that's not going to be your thing that's okay if it is going to be your thing you'll probably enjoy yourself welcome to word balloons where i realized that i didn't come up with a new funny intro here until the moment that we started
1: recording that sounds about right for most of our other shows how i do
0: things I don't plan. on Ask
1: My Wife. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. And we're back with more... Oh, you already said Word Balloons. You know that already. You, you're listening to our show. It's Word Balloons. Anyway, we've been flying high on our own hot air, but we've stopped in again to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what is our question this week?
0: This comes from my friend Sarah. Who, she didn't tell me it was from her It was, a, But I know her well enough This was super from Sarah um, Did Cyclops's optic blast start in the womb? Ooh, ooh. I have the short answer Yes No No, it did not uh, In most cases, mutant powers don't start until puberty Because it's just a straight up allegory for puberty at that point And then it becomes an allegory for race and racism There's a lot of allegory in X-Men All of it's okay Great series Okay ooh. allegory Um, there are a few earlier cases Nightcrawler fucking is born looking like a demon little shit, but, uh, really the reason I decided to talk about this one beyond just, no, is because it gave me an excuse to talk about Cyclops' pre-X-Men origin story, and it is just balls-to-the-wall insane.
1: All right, let's give it to us. What's the story?
0: Cyclops Cyclops and his younger brother, Alex, is, uh, the children of... Christopher Summers, and his wife, whose name I do not know, and that's kind of embarrassing that the only female character in this I don't know the name of, but she dies before it. She super got fridged to give everyone else backstory, which is unfortunate, but it was the 70s. Somewhere when Cyclops was about, when Scott was about, I don't know, eight to ten years old, before his mutant powers kick in, they're going along flying in their little airplane because, you know, of course, Captain Christopher Summers is a single-engine airplane pilot when they get abducted by aliens And as the plane is getting pulled into the the UFO, Scott and Alex are forced to jump out of the airplane using the only parachute between them. Because for some reason, this fucking asshole goes into an airplane with his family and brings one parachute. (laughs) Four people, the three people you're supposed to love most in the world, one parachute. Uh, Scott and Alex get lost in the like because he's just holding on to Alex They're like only one parachute we'll give it to Scott and just fucking hold on kid you'll be fine All right. and then was not fine gets lost for years and Scott just fucking traumatized thinks he's his only child Chris goes on his wife dies he goes on to become a fucking badass space pirate, pirate. who fucks a cat lady uh, Corsair's amazing but he's a he's a bad dad <laughs> he's a bad dad <laughs> Cyclops ends up getting put into an orphanage. Secretly, this orphanage is run by Mr. Sinister, who it's implied through weird retcons. There's so many retcons to Cyclops' origins, by the way. This is why it's so insane. But most of them are from the same guy, so there's no excuse for it being this disjointed. I love Chris Claremont, but fuck, man. Thank you for this, but you fucked up. Mr. Sinister ran this orphanage for reasons. I don't know, genetic material. Uh, Originally, Mr. Sinister was supposed to be kind of an evil Captain Marvel. He was actually a little kid who turned into this big supervillain. Which is why he has a
1: stupid name. Which
0: is why he has a stupid fucking name. But Claremont left before that was revealed. And so people just made up their own story with it and just didn't bother explaining why. He's just like, "Ah, I'm fucking Mr. Sinister. Try and stop me. Um, Sinister had been alive in the Victorian era. He was kind of a Darwiny motherfucker who met a older version of Cyclops and Jean Grey. So in theory, he recognizes young baby Cyclopses. You look like that guy I knew back in the 1870s in Britain. I'm going to fucking experiment on you. And when his mutant powers kick in, Mr. Sinister is the one that designs the ruby quartz glasses that stop his things, which was their attempt to explain how the fuck he got those glasses in the first place. Oh, okay. He escapes from this orphanage because it turns out this orphanage is a bad place to be and gets caught by another person who turns him into kind of a Dodger-like thief, help him break into places, help him break open safes, who he escapes from again. And that's where uh, Professor X finds him. Okay. So in the first 15 years of his life, his shitty-ass father throws him out of an airplane with his brother while getting abducted from aliens. He gets put into an orphanage of a 100-plus-year-old supervillain. master Mastered eugenicist. Escapes, gets put into a fucking the Dodger and... uh, uh What's the name of that guy from...
1: From uh, Oliver Twist? Yeah. The
0: Artful Dodger, but like the guy that runs... Uh, Fagin Fagan? the Jew. Oh, my God. Um, and then escapes and becomes a superhero. And people are like, why do you like Cyclops? I'm like, that! That is why! How is this not a fascinating character to you? So thank you you no, giving I, me this excuse.
1: Well, now, I just wanted to point out, because you, you bringing up Mr. Sinister's orphanage reminds me, if nobody ever noticed it, in Deadpool 2, the orphanage um, that the little kid from Hunt for the Wilder, Pe- Hunt for the Wilder Peoples from <laughs> uh, is the Nathaniel Essex. Which is Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister.
0: I do like, in the origin story of Mr. Sinister, where he goes back in time, Part of the story is Essex giving his like proposals for what we should do of eugenics. And even Darwin being like, yeah, no. dude, no, we're good. No, <laughs> like your wife just died. Maybe you should not be making plans right now.
1: All right. That Cyclops. And then his ki- anyway. Oh yeah. His kid's family.
0: almost weirder. I love the Summers family.
1: I just love them. That's yeah. That's a hell of a lineage. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with a sort of genre facts. You always look so proud of yourself with these.
0: I just can't get over it. I'm sorry. Go on. I'll prod him a bit
1: (laughs) and see what shakes loose. Any misses or mistakes, well, he'll have to make up for at the end of the season. But today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of sea list villains. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on Snowflame?
0: Snowflame. You're going to get me two in a row with a goddamn snow-themed villains. Uh, I don't suppose he later changes his name to Effigy or something like that. No, that's something else. Um, Fuck it. Give me a hint. Give me one hint. Let's see if I can find anything, and then I will do a redemption.
1: Uh, Fought the new Guardians.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, I can tell you about the new
1: guardians. All right, give us some. Of the I'm new guardians. sorry
0: that I can tell you about the new guardians. The new guardians came out of an event called Millennium. They were a let's make a like representation, and you know the next level... Uh, like you know, let's have a black character and an Asian character and a gay character, which it was the early '90s, so that was huge. DC had never done this, and they fucking fumbled the ball terribly. I had heard about it, I wanted to try this series out, and I bought the whole thing for a buck, and I wasted a dollar. The New Guardians. <laughs> oh my bad god. Bad, huh? <laughs> One of the main characters is, this is a slur, so I really apologize. Tom Pieface, I forget his last name. He was a sidekick to Green Lantern, who was Inuit, and his nickname was Pieface, so hoo boy racist who gained some kind of weird powers. I don't remember what they were. There is the first gay, openly gay character in DC history, who was later redone in the Midnighter series is pretty well. I do not remember his name, but he was flamboyantly gay. He kept referring to himself as an old auntie and, uh, dressed super like girly and was just so, Oh girl. And later on halfway through the series, they tried to fix it by making him more manly and it was still bad. It was just bad uh in the first or second issue they all fight the hemo goblin oh no and they get aids from it oh oh buddy and one of the main plot lines of the new guardians is dealing with the fact that they all have aids and the first gay superhero is like oh honey i'll teach you like how it goes basically like it's oh no horrible.
1: The... Also, uh, Thomas Kaimaku is Pie Face.
0: Thank you. Oh my god. Uh, the one redeeming point of this is Woodrow the Floronic Man becomes a hero and joins the team. Like, Woodrow the Floronic Man made Poison Ivy from Swamp Thing fame and he goes around calling himself Floral and, like, is their weird villain sidekick that hangs out with.
1: Okay, so the, the big flamboyant guy is, uh, Extranio? Extranio! Us but, Gregorio de la Vega.
0: <laughs> he's actually kind of great in the, the original appearance super problematic, and then when they bring him back at Midnight or in a you're legitimately a gay Spanish mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, and I love everything about that sentence. As for who fucking ice fire, snow fire, snow I got flame. I got nothing but they're probably bad.
1: This is gonna be a really fun makeup round <laughs> at the end of all of this. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to explain who this is to the people. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. I think that's what we got. That's what we got. That's it for today, folks. We're taking off. Before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over on the Earworm podcast channel. Uh, go to EarVerm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Uh, other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be down in the show notes. As always, we want to give special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady. Until next time, I'm Tyler.
0: I'm Zach. Bye. Bye.
1: Hey there, listener. This is your editor and stowaway, Stephen. Wanted to give a very special thank you to Ian Ford for letting us use their song Tracks as our theme song. To hear more of their music, you can check them out on SoundCloud.